Welcome, everyone, to another wonderful, fun-filled, frolicking edition of uh, Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. With me, as always, is Todd Sheen. Hello. And Scott Stafford. You know what I said is, um, you know, we first episode we did ever, maybe a little bit shaky, and, and we need to, you know, just get better. So let's. The obvious thing to do was to wake up and do it on at seven a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> That's our prime time. <laughs> That's the way to make sure that this goes off without a hitch. Like all red, red. See, here we go. All red <laughs> blooded American men. Seven o'clock on a Sunday morning is when we are hitting our stride. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if I was. If I was considering myself red blooded, <laughs> red blooded is what I was getting ready to say. Anything Paul Rudd, I'm I'm on board <laughs> for because he's kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, I think we should probably jump right in because uh, Todd Sheen has a hard out today. He's got to he's got to go get to his uh, his day job, and he's working weekends because uh, you know he's every man, and uh, he's got a he's got a strike while the iron's hot so let's get this thing going um i thought that a uh if you all want to open with this i thought that a kind of a fun sort of segment we could do to get things warmed up and maybe not every time but from time to time would be uh we could call it full disclosure and uh in that segment why don't we go through uh to the best of our memories but by being full disclosure, you have to be honest. Uh, talk about the movies we've seen from the last time we talked on the podcast till currently. And maybe more importantly, uh, did you like those movies regardless of how terrible they were? Um, so does anybody want to... <laughs> this was my idea for the segment and mine is going to be the lamest. But so do either one of you all have... Uh, want to go first or well let's give uh some background i feel like i feel like a okay. lot of this i feel like a lot of this <laughs> came from to. from <laughs> i was trying to save you but <laughs> if, if the segment's called full disclosure then we gotta you gotta do it <laughs> i feel like uh, when it, when alan brought the idea up it, it took me about five seconds to to come up with the uh thought that hey this might be because I recommended everybody watch um, the, the ridiculous, ridiculous Six. Yeah, I, re I recommended pretty much to everybody I know to watch the Ridiculous Six uh, Sandler movie mm -hmm. on Netflix, the Netflix original. And um, uh, without Is fail, it it, uh, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. I know it stars Sandler, uh, Steve Zahn, Terry mm -hmm. Crews, Rob Snyder, for those not familiar. Uh, who else is in it? There's the big dude from Lost. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Just wanted to give a little background. Yeah. And uh, without fail, everybody other than me has hated it with a passion 
not just you all. <laughs> so I really don't know what happened with that. I can't think of any other suggestion that I've given to people that like they just couldn't stand it. So I don't really know what <laughs> what is wrong with me when it comes to that movie. I think I was just like um I was just surprised by it because I started to watch it like, ah, let's give this thing a chance because I expected it to be horse crap. And I, it was making me laugh. And so I, I told everybody, you know, as for, you know, for a Sandler movie, it's not bad. It's pretty, it's actually funny. It made me laugh. And uh, my only theory is that if you, like, or the main theory, like, <laughs> I don't think this is like the catch-all, but if you hate if you don't like Jason Lautner in that movie, then there's no way. Taylor Lautner, sorry. If you don't Taylor like Taylor Lautner in that movie, there's absolutely no chance you're going to, you know, like it at all. And I was, yeah. I got on board pretty early and said to myself, man, this kid is like going for it. Like, this is the stupidest part. And he is, he is just hamming it up. And like, so I started to laugh at it. Like, I can't believe this kid is doing this. You know, and like maybe just trashing his career possibly without care. And so, I, but, you know, I don't know. So wh th there you go. You all can talk about that for a second. Todd, did you hate it too? The Ridiculous Six? Yeah. I um, I have not watched it. Oh, you didn't watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, might be behind, I'm, I'm, I might be out on the rules here. Was I supposed to watch that? <laughs> no, no, no. I just thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought you had probably. Oh. No, and we're too, had... and we're too nice to to bring it up. Well, I, you know what? I still haven't. I still. <laughs> I still haven't watched the Hateful Eight, and I feel like if I can't. Well, if, if there's I... one or the other that you're gonna watch, it needs to be the six. I think. Hold on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. might forget that. Can I veto that? <laughs> All right. So I was actually holding out for the Magnificent Seven this year. <laughs> so you want to watch them in order? Yeah. So six, then seven. <laughs> you want to be yeah. chronological? I can get that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of, let's get to that. Actually, uh, let's go off the rails and and completely derail this thing like we do. But um, so real quick, Alan, tell. I want to get back to the ridiculous six, by the way. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. So let's do that. Let's and just tell us like what how it hit you and and why you hate it. <laughs> okay it's actually directed by frank karachi i think he is the way you say his name um but uh, okay so <laughs> scott has ne never like the track record for him <laughs> suggesting movies is he's batting a thousand like you couldn't get any better for any time he says you'll like this and me saying then the no questions asked so he said you all just randomly out of nowhere you all ought to give this one a try it's pretty good um so we're sitting around the house and it's it's nearly impossible for me to find something that my entire family can watch <laughs> because we all have such diverse tastes in what we like it's basically professional wrestling we all like and and that's pretty much where where it ends as far as that goes um so we're all sitting around trying to think of something to watch this is coming off the heels of the the recommendation and it wasn't like a ringing endorsement but it was like it's pretty good you should try it <laughs> yeah. so we're sitting around. It's me, my wife, uh, my 20-year-old sons, and my 16-year-old daughter. And a, a pretty broad spectrum. Pretty good. Bro yeah, a pretty broad spectrum of people that could right, possibly right. like it. <laughs> right. So 
that opening scene with Steve Zahn had us like that okay. scene was pretty good. Okay, it was pretty funny, and and you're absolutely nailing it because from the point Taylor Lautner came on <laughs> the screen, none of us could do it, and they all kept looking at me like, "Are you going to keep making us watch this?" Like I know <laughs> Scott liked it, and I know he's your buddy, but are you going to keep? So, <laughs> so and I kept like at at one at at some point it got like we were. We were ironically watching it. Um, <laughs> and then I, I had, I, I reached my limit of having to turn it off when there with my 16 year old daughter, <laughs> Terry Crews explained that his gift was to be able to play the piano with his huge member. And I said, all right, boys, I'm, I'm pulling the plug. That, that did it for me. So, oh man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, I never said, "Hey, gather up your daughters and right. watch this movie." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But that that whole scene in in the the barber shop slash yeah. manicure slash whatever, where <laughs> Rob Lowe just got uh, Rob Lowe, Rob uh, Schneider just got super gross with the. <laughs> Uh, that that one kind of put me towards okay we've taken a turn here was Bissimi the barber yeah yes okay. i was doing all the yeah yeah drinking people's dip spit and all that stuff <laughs> so now todd really wants to wants to grab the kids and watch it actually you know what i'm not waiting till the magnificent seven comes out now i'm just gonna go straight ahead into <laughs> Six, you know. So, real quick on that note, now that it's been mentioned, because I'd completely forget forgotten that, uh, Alan, you're super on board with that Magnificent Seven trailer, right? The the new one. Yeah, I thought it looked. I thought it looked pretty good. T uh, Todd, have you seen it? I ha um I have yes I have. What did you think? I, I liked it. I liked it. It's um you know um. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it translates, um, you know, with that with that group. Uh, remind me again who's in it. I know Brodom's, uh, Tatum's in it. Yeah, I've got uh, it pulled up here. Um, it's directed by Antoine Fuquay. Um, yes, Chris Pratt, uh, Haley Bennett, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. Uh, so yeah, some. Some pretty good. good names. Let me go bold prediction here. Uh-oh. Uh, I think like it. I think it's going to stink. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be is a that, bad movie. And this is, is like... Is feeling or is it so there's something that you're looking at that's like, ugh? Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I, I've got a pretty good track record as far as, like, trailers go and being able to just grab a feel for it, whether it's going to be good or not. And this is one of the very few that me and you diverge on. Like, again, we're usually eye-to-eye. -eye and, and I saw that one, and it looks... Um, I don't know, like, half-assed or, or, like, low-budget. And Magnificent Seven, I almost feel like, should be, like, the... You know, an ensemble... Uh, movie like that I kind of feel like should be a uh, Ocean's Eleven where you grab like I, you know I should recognize everybody in the seven and but yeah. it's like it's Pratt and it's our guy Denzel and then it's like who like who who are all these other people you know and and it just felt yeah. a little 
cheap to me. Like I was watching a like a a Netflix, you know that, <laughs> you know like after they got done with the ridiculous six, they said let's make Magnificent Seven, and you know and not put a ton of money into it or something. But I don't know. I've just got a feeling that it's 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 not gonna be you know that they didn't put enough effort into it. So there you go. But I could but be wrong. Now- I think if I if memory serves, I think you said the same thing about the little Nicky trailer. And, <laughs> and we all know that it's one of the finest films of all time. <laughs> well, Har- Harvey Cartel, Harvey Car- Harvey Keitel, <laughs> excuse me, Harvey Keitel don't don't play no trash. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And Keitel is in Ridiculous Six, so there you go. Well, there we I was. I rescind my statement from <laughs> 10 seconds ago. Uh, all right. So I think I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because I love Pratt so much and because it looks like Denzel's going to play a badass and that's never not worked for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love Westerns. Like, if I had to pick a genre, if I had to pick one genre probably to watch for the rest of my life and I couldn't watch anything else, Westerns I'd be fine with. Yeah. I think so. That's definitely part of it for me is like, um, so the Magnificent Seven that was made here in the 60s was an adaptation of um, Seven Samurai, right, Todd? Seven Samurai. Yeah, and uh, Seven Samurai is fantastic. You know, one of the best movies of all time. Um, Agreed. And Magnificent Seven, <laughs> not that. It's not. <laughs> it is not that, but, you know, it's got... Yul Brenner is the is is the uh, Denzel character, and um, probably the Chris Pratt per- character. I'm guessing is the uh, Steve McQueen character, and and then you got several other like top notch like at the time actors, and it, you know it was it was Hollywood putting everything into it, and that's what I'm not seeing from this is like Hollywood putting everything into it. So it, I, I guess it's it's those two movies going into this one where like. You know, I'm like, I don't know. It's something's not sitting right with me. I've just got a bad feeling, but hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, that's fair. I've liked Fuquay's other movies too. Okay. Um, what what did, what else has he done? Uh Training Day. Um okay. he did um uh that that last Denzel movie I liked a lot. The Equalizer. He uh-huh. did the Equalizer. Uh Shooter, which I thought was pretty solid with Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. Um so he's got a pretty decent yeah, he does. Record coming in. All right, so Did, back... didn't he do didn't he do Tears from the Sun or something like that with Willis? Uh, let me look him up real quick. Um, but go ahead. Did, did you all? Um, did, did you want to go on into now that we've given a lot of full disclosure back? He did do Tears of the Sun. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do full disclosure, man. All right. I guess I guess Tears of the Sun makes more sense than Tears from the Sun because. The sun probably doesn't cry very much. They would dry. Did, You'd never know it. They'd probably vaporize before they got to us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I'll probably yeah. Let me yeah. Tears of the sun. That sounds like right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so full disclosure. Who's Scott? You want to go? All right. Um, yeah, because who wants? Yeah, because who wants Todd to talk? I've been talking for like thirty minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Absolutely, but I, you know what? I really, if we're talking about 
disliking terrible movies. Everybody knows how much I like terrible movies, so <laughs> I probably should go last. Well, you know, it's 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 a grab bag on full disclosure, whether they're terrible or not. It's, it's whatever right. you've seen. So uh, Anything you've seen and whether or not you liked it, what's your thoughts? I watched three movies since the last time we talked. Um, <clears throat> first one was Iron Man 3. My daughter had never seen it. That was one that I'd held her back from for the past couple of years because I felt like she was too young to watch that. The only Marvel movie that I did not let her see. Mm. So Iron Man 3, uh, every time I see it, it sits a little bit better for me. Uh, first time I watched it, I was a little bit shocked as you know, because it, it's not at all what you expect. And I think... It did great in the box office, but I felt like the reaction to it was a little lukewarm because everybody expected an Iron Man movie, and that's not what it is. It's a, you know, Shane Black wrote or co-wrote and directed it, and um, and it's a Shane Black movie. It's it's a Lethal Weapon movie, basically, with Tony, that uh, I think I wrote on the, our website that it's a, it's a Lethal Weapon movie that Tony Stark stumbled into. And, uh, but if you... And there's Guy Pierce. Yeah. And if, if you watch it that way, then I'm on, you know, it, it, it's, it hits you completely differently. If you know that going in and it, it's good, it's, you know, and, and those two are good, a good, uh, pair for a movie like that. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. I think the, I think the, um, the finale fizzles a little bit for me it's like a little too much or too jumbled or it seems like at least at the very end you would get kind of a, a good uh iron man like uh, like now he's gonna be iron man but even then he doesn't really because he's in and out of suits the whole time it's like it, you know he's out of the suit almost the complete you know the entire movie um but okay so the other movie we watched yesterday, I watched um, uh, Civil War again. With uh, yeah, took a couple, took Sophie and her uh, her cousin, so watched it for the second time. Feelings didn't really change on that, and we talked about it for two hours, fifteen minutes, yeah, or something right. last show. So I don't, I don't think we need to talk about that. Um, and the third one I watched, and this is the one that I. I kind of want <laughs> that I think we could talk about a little bit is I watched uh, about time with Domhnall Gleeson. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. yeah okay. So. And Rachel McAdams. Have either of you seen that? I have not. I haven't seen it, but now I've heard in circles that he goes by big Dom. <laughs> well, I don't... maybe he does. Uh, <laughs> The uh, can you look that one up, Alan? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, okay. I've got it. Yes, now Richard Curtis wrote and directed it, right? Yes, that's true. Did he do? I feel like he's he's done other like British, like what else has he done? Uh, yeah, he's done Bean, so and Notting Hill, those are two pretty Notting British. Hill, yeah, yeah, pretty British movie. He did Love Actually, Love Actually, um, yeah, those are his big ones. Love Actually, that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> I feel like this is one that I could recommend because I like gush about this movie. Like uh, I think we put I put on the website this week that uh, the script is as perfect as any that I've ever seen. 
Like that. Really? Movie, yeah, that movie, word for word, beat for beat, the story arc, every character to me is. I don't see how he could have done it any better. Like he, like I would love for us to make a movie that I could step away from and say we couldn't have done this any better. And I think like that's how much he nailed that movie. And now, now, I think it's entirely possible that Alan could hate it. <laughs> so I'd really, do you want to give any reason for that or yeah. Just, yeah. That also a gut? You're yeah. like, I think that's one of those points where me and you diverge is like, I am totally in on a sappy movie. If mm-hmm. it, if it's done well. Right. Um, like I'm all in on romantic sap and especially if they can do it with humor. And if it's done well, if it's written well, if it, if it's if it's sappy sap and it's and it's just like you know somebody's slogging through it like trying to be you know sappy and it, there's a big difference between that and like man this dude's just he's just nailing it and he's saying all the right things. So I would love for you all to have you seen it, Todd? I have not seen about time, okay. but I know I know his work. He did both of the Bridget Jones movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he, he also did uh, four weddings and a funeral, which I really like. And, and so none of master of Brit rom-com. Yeah. And none of those movies have I ever been interested in or wanted to watch. It was just like on the outside looking at him like, no, I don't want to see that at all. Um, so I don't know, maybe I should give a, sh- a shot to Bridget. I don't know, but I still don't have any interest in watching them. But man, this one is just like, I feel like it's so good. So I would love for you all to watch it and see what you think. But I do feel like Alan is not going to like it. And yeah, the background on that is you wrote, uh, and I won't spoil this because we might talk about it in the future, come around holiday time. But you wrote a piece for the website of your, your the seven worst holiday films of all time. Right. And uh, the number oh, one the number one film would would shock some people. So, and <laughs> yeah, and your reason for it being that it was just kind of sappy and, and emotional, like, or, uh, you know, um, so I feel like you might hate this, but uh, okay, I can't, I, I'm willing to give it a try because I like movies like this, that if the script's good, then that, mm-hmm. I mean, I like to try them out because if the script's good and you're saying it's good and, and it's somewhat enjoyable, this is one of those movies you can get some really good points with the wife in. Oh yeah like by by saying hey we've got time and we've got one night and we're gonna watch one movie and i'm making it about you there you go <laughs> so i can at least promise you that i think i can at least promise you you're gonna win some points there if she's into the romantic if she's into the rom-coms oh, you know christy and <laughs> and it is it is heavily rom and maybe you know if the 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 um scales are tilted towards romance but the all the comedy hits and um and it's got it's got good characters i mean just like every single one to me is 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 right on the on the bullseye so yeah i can't recommend it enough to anybody out there who hasn't seen it and that's what i've watched that's my full disclosure oh uh, so uh, real quick alan like yeah Am, am I right on that? Do you hate like romantic movies or sappy movies like pretty much across the board? Oh, well, you just said you just kind of said it. But is can you think of any that like you said that maybe? Um, well, 
as, as part of the uh, this full disclosure, since I don't have a lot to bring to the table this time, and I'll explain why, I thought maybe we could go a little deeper until our most, like, maybe a movie that we'd be the most embarrassed to admit okay. that we really liked, yeah. and that's going to fit into that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely bring that. You're not wrong. Okay. But there are exceptions, but I'll bring that around. Okay. Uh, so once we get to that. Big Todd's turn. Yeah, Todd, full disclosure. What have you seen since we did <clears throat> the uh, two-hour Captain America epic podcast? Okay. Um, the last... Okay, this, this is, does that include like the first 30 to 40 minutes of a movie too? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm really good at that. You are. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if not, then you're, you won't have anything, so... <laughs> exactly there's uh, in fact i can't remember the last time i watched a whole movie through you and my mother this is every time just as a little background on that every time like scott lives about 30 to 45 minutes away from us so todd and i uh carpool up to uh his house in frankfurt to do some editing or to watch some stuff or or to get together to do a podcast or whatever so uh it will we'll inevitably get around to talking about movies we've seen and and i'll say have you seen uh, whatever have you seen x y or z and nine times out of ten todd will say yeah i saw the first 30 minutes of it <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where that comes from and i i think that's more more than generous as far as i think so <laughs> well you're a busy man <laughs> well you know i mean i i, I try i try <laughs> um well the last movie i attempted yeah, I started, and I almost texted you all the other night. This would have been, let's see, fr I guess Friday night, um, because, I mean, I guess it just popped up on Netflix, um, and uh, Kindergarten Cop 2. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> let's let's with go ahead Dolph. and start at the bottom. Yeah. Start with Dolph and, Lundgren right off the top, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go Jean Claude. I didn't go. You know. Uh, I don't know some of the other great direct-to-video stars now, but uh, I thought, you know, okay, it's been what twenty, at least twenty-five years since the original Kindergarten Cop, and I couldn't tell you what happened in that movie other than he said something about it's not a tumor. Um, <laughs> And and I think Richard Tyson was the bad guy. And Richard Tyson is the uh, he's a guy that uh, he he's just got that look. He's a really good character actor for that heavy type guy. He was the he was the the heavy, I guess, in Three O'clock High. Which I don't know if you've ever, either of you have seen Three O'clock High from mid '80s. That's a good flick. It's a really good flick. I have not um, seen. But we're not talking about good flicks. We're not. Uh, we're talking about something else. So anyway, uh, but, uh, so yeah, this, I like, okay, well, let's, let's give it a spin. And it was, um, it was really bad. Um, <laughs> Shocker. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you think, okay, okay. So is this going to be the same? See the, the original kindergarten cop came on the heels of twins. Remember when Schwarzenegger was trying to do, he was doing, he was already knee deep in action, but he was in, he's like, I need to appeal I need to show off my comedic timing. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me do some, you know, some fam kind of family slash uh, uh, more humorous stuff. Not no violence for the most part. 
So he did that, and then he did Kindergarten Cop, and he did what? And he did what? And Kindergarten Cop, Twins, Twins, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Where uh, where he's the first, or he he's the first pregnant man. <laughs> um, wait, that's Junior. <laughs> oh, what did I say? Twins. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Junior, yeah, that's so that would have been his third one. Sorry. Twins was about where he he tries mm -hmm. to find his biological brother, uh, and he and it tur and I think Danny DeVito's pretending to be that guy, and obviously they're you know, 180 degrees from each other, and I think DeVito may be trying to bilk him out of money or whatever. I, I think Man, there was. I'm glad you said that. I I completely forgot about Junior. See, Junior. look what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, I've only seen twi I'm Twins once, but I think. Uh... If I remember correctly, he really was his twin, except there was something heavy and about it, like that. Uh, Devito was like they they called him like the the genetic waste or something of. <laughs> of like he, that, he, he was I like I think well, that they, they like took all the good stuff from like the genetics of the 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 uh, the semen to make uh, uh, Arnold and what was left. Can't go, <laughs> can't go back now, Devito. We can't go back now. Pretty heavy. It's eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. The, and then what else? What else do you want to be talking about except the S word? That's right. I didn't know how to phrase it. So. <laughs> well, there's, there's something wrong with my semen. Um, so anyway, the. Um, Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for, I mean, I'm serious. I, I had merged twins and <laughs> I can see junior you. together. Uh, because yeah. to me, I think they're both Ivan Reitman movies. They both have Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. And they both deal with tiny, <laughs> tinier than Arnold. <laughs> so anyway... Right, which also stars uh, Bill Bellamy, by the way. Shout oh, out to Bill Bellamy. Sweet. It does, it does. And Bill Bill Bellamy has never looked like he it was hungrier than in that movie because <laughs> I guess that's why he did it. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I don't know. He uh, and I'd forgot. You know, he, Bill's one of those guys. When was his heyday? Yeah, VJ days. Hey, Okay, he's one of those that you know you 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 you're like oh yeah I was just beginning to forget about him, <laughs> um, but he so he's in there he plays his partner. Um, I didn't even make it. I don't think I made it to the point where he went to the kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that tells you anything, yeah, it does. Uh, and I, you know, I think they're you know when you see it, you know, you, when you see the 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 box art or whatever you want to call it. Um, you're thinking, Oh, this is a funny kid, you know? And I mean, there were, there were, there were several, there were several bombs, not F bombs, but there were several harsh language mm. before we ever got to that. I'm like, okay, so they're trying to, trying to appeal to the, the action movie crowd too, or, or, you know, make, make, you know, everybody think Dolph is still, you know, as bad as Ivan Drago. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, it was it's tough. It's tough. I, I want to believe that deep down, Dolph Lundgren can act. Uh, we've <laughs> never seen evidence of that, have we? No. Not one time. I still hold out hope. I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> if uh, if if he gets if Tarantino gets a hold of him, anything's possible. So <laughs> uh, 
got a 30-year track record now to tell us. Yeah, Drago was the ultimate character for him. It was the perfect character for him, and it was the first one out of the gate. So Yeah, Yeah. and uh, I'll go ahead and throw that maybe one of his better uh, performances was uh, the first Universal Soldier. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Super robotic and didn't have to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, but you know what? I come in peace. (laughs) Again. You leave and you leave in pieces. Um, <laughs> that one, that, Great line. That one's good. On a, that's a good bad movie though. That's a good bad. Yeah, movie. yeah. Because uh, the guy. Any, the uh, any guy, other ones that you've seen in the last week uh, and a half or so? Well, you know what's funny, and I don't want to sound like a copycat, but I've in the last since since the Captain America thing, I have watched the majority of Iron Man three. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Uh, and I really liked it again. I was showing Henry some of the, I don't know, two minutes of the film that he could watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let him watch a few things. Uh, but I, I was, you know, I, that's the first time I'd seen it since I saw it in the theater. And I, I think it holds up pretty well. I think hmm. I agree with Scott on that. It's got a, uh, it's different, you know, because he is, he's out of the suit, the majority of the movie. And it's, uh, you know, there's the, uh, solving the mystery type thing. And I like that. I don't mind that. Um, I think everybody wanted him in the suit because not everybody liked the second one and they wanted more of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Wise cracking in the suit, blowing up stuff. So, um, so I did watch that one. Uh, I also, now I, I, I watched, I also watched the incredible Hulk again the other night. And I don't know if it was because of what we talked about, but I did want to go back and watch it. And I watched it. I really enjoyed it again. Um, so I didn't, I, you know, other, I mean, but let's face it. Kindergarten cop two should probably be equal to like 10 bad films. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's potent. It's very potent. It's got a lot of, uh, it's compressed evil. Uh, it's an algorithm. We don't, we haven't even met yet. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, I would highly recommend not watching that one simply because um, you want, if you want to go to sleep at night and, you know, have a smile on your face, remember <laughs> when Dolph was a good actor, or at least when Dolph made you smile from either hating him or liking him. Yeah. So you need to go back and watch Rocky Four then to purge yourself of that bad Dolph. I do. Or, or Red Scorpion or... I come and pick anything. Yeah. I think Americans in general want to go to bed at night having good feelings about Dolph Lundgren. I think so too. Honestly, I think he's a good person. I think deep down, if you met him, like if (laughs) let's say you all were, let's say you were at Frisch's and he just, you stumbled upon him and he was sitting in a booth alone eating. um, You would probably, you know, if he, if he wasn't just a total, you know, D you'd probably just really want to sit down and talk to him about just yeah. everything in the last 30 I'd, years. Right. I'd want to walk up to him and as I pass by his table and say, Hey, Mr. Lundgren, uh, masters of the universe, thumbs up, you know, just give him a wink and a, yeah. yeah. You Make him mean, feel really good and say, Hey, the punisher. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, we, and we could go on. See, that's the thing. And they've all been better. Yeah. <laughs> See, we've been talking about him how long now? And Five to seven minutes. Yeah, I think and we've done our. I think we've done our due diligence on uh, Dolph. Each one of us has brought up a new exciting project that he's been involved in. 
and yeah. we haven't even we haven't even reached the end. Yeah, we 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 haven't in, we haven't talked about any of the expendables. So <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. So uh, the other movie, there's there's one other movie that I watched um, that because I, you know I don't feel like Incredible Hulk really should fit into this conversation, and probably Iron Man three either. But those are the three last. Yeah, no, it's any five. movie, so they definitely fit. Yeah, well, there's one on Netflix I watched. It's called uh, "They Look Like People," <laughs> and um, this is in a this is ultra because ultra they low are. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I had read I had read um, it was a festival review of this. It was I think it was probably in Sundance. Uh, really, really minimalist. It's uh, it's basically a, a two man. Uh, movie. It's about a guy that um, recent. He runs into a, an old friend of his on the street. Uh, they're in New York, and he runs into him on the street, and they're like, "Oh, hey!" They haven't seen each other since high school. So the one guy is uh, he's like just gotten out of a, a breakup, and he's trying to. He's got low self esteem. He's listening. He's constantly listening to you know self help uh audio and trying to boost his morale um and then he runs into this buddy of his and his i think the guy's had he's had issues in the past with relationships and everything so he gets him he's like well why don't you come stay with me until you get on your feet and so the guy moves in with him and we see that when you know when the guy's alone he's constantly hearing voices about uh, some superior alien race that's taking over the world one person at a time. And they're telling him that this guy, this guy's one of them. Uh, this guy's, you know, this woman's one of them. So he's, he's trying to um, infiltrate and make sure that this buddy that he's moved in with isn't, uh, isn't one of them. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's very, like I said, it's very minimalist and there's, um, there's a, you know, there's a few, a few effect scenes where, you know, you're seeing it from his point of view. Um, and you know, does, does people, he have a special pair of glasses that lets him see that he doesn't, he doesn't. And, 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 and Keith, Keith <laughs> yeah. David's yeah, not in all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Keith David, Keith David's not in it. Of course, Rowdy Roddy, God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's slow. It's very slow. Um, but as you'll find, and as you already have found out, I'm sure, is that I'm not going to, I'll probably never say that I was embarrassed to watch anything because I've watched too many <laughs> bad things and I'm so beyond that point. Um, and I will give anything and everything a chance. So, which, so you watched the whole thing of that one? I watched the whole thing. So you only make yeah. it 30 minutes through all these others, but that one. Yeah. That one, that one got the... Well, to be on, to be fair, it was Kindergarten Cop too. <laughs> um, um, can I impress you? With it's it's got yeah. a good runtime though. It's eighty minutes. I looked it up. It's eighty minutes, so that's a good runtime for a yeah for a movie, especially it's only start, got like it's got three people in it literally. Um, so exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, minimal. Kindergarten is, Cop two is just too busy, too big of a cast for me. Yeah, that's what it is. Can I can I impress you too for a second? Yeah, man. I've seen, I've been in front of, stood in front of the uh, the original kindergarten cop school that they used in that Whoa. movie. Yep. Where's that even at? It is in is a, that Seattle. It is in Astoria, Oregon, just down the hill from the Goonies house. That's a big day. It's literally like a block and a half away. 
to do Goonies House and, and kindergarten cop school in mm-hmm. one day. That's a that's a overload. Yeah, and I, and I'm actually really happy that I got up there to see the Goonies House because apparently the people that own the house said uh, recently, like a few months ago, like screw all of you, we're not <laughs> we're blocking this off, and you all are not allowed to come up here anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh. Man, what are they thinking? I bet Dick Donner could get in there if he wanted to. Well, it really would be weird because they're they're kind of like they're there's like two or three houses up on that hill, and and so there's like a little drive that goes up there, and I mean it was like the two p.m. on a Tuesday, and it was a constant stream of people just walking up their driveway and standing in front of their house and staring at it. And it was like that would be weird. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, because think about like this was just it was, like I said, it was just two o'clock on a Tuesday. So what's it like on a Saturday or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's got to yeah. be nuts. So, yeah, but apparently uh, all the dicks would go up there and like smoke their cigarettes and, and like just throw leave their trash around and put their cigarette. butts you know, uh, you know, and just like and go up on the porch and stuff and like, you know, we can't have nice things. People ruin everything. Yeah. Seems to me if they're capable of blocking that off and keeping people away from it. They could get a little commerce out of it, you know, charge yeah. people five bucks to get the picture taken in the driveway of the Goonies house. Right. They had a, uh, a donations box out front, um, hmm. you know, in case anybody, but I'm sure that was not full, you know, I, yeah. it's uh, probably full of cigarette, butts. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. And singed ones. So, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that means it's your turn, isn't it, Al? Yeah, I don't have much. I've uh, I'm wrapping up a uh, a show at the community theater here, so my last two weeks have been spent in the. Th- um, so I haven't had much time to watch anything, but I did go see Civil War again, um, because my son Colton did not get a chance to see it with his first time, so I took him back last Sunday, um. I'm like you all, uh, or like you were just had no real change of feelings. Um, although Colton, who's pretty into those movies seemed to despise it. Wow. Um, I mean, he, he was, he ranted the whole way home in a high pitch, uh, (laughs) very, very loud, uh, rant about how much he didn't like it and why. Uh, which which really surprised me. Um, well, again, hit us with the couple of highlights there of his. Well, he didn't see. He has never seen Winter Soldier for one thing, mm-hmm. so it confused him as to why Captain America was so hung up on helping Bucky. And it's just like you're there with him, and this thing is gonna get ready to cause World War II. Just throw the shield at Bucky's head and get this thing over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole dynamic of uh, him being completely Team Bucky, and and to him it seemed like Captain America was putting a, a rip uh, in the in the veil of the Avengers because of his friendship with Bucky, basically, and he didn't he did not understand the dynamic of that. Um, I, so I, to, I don't know. To, I, I don't know. I, I'm on. <laughs> I disagree with Big Colton there on just because, like, to me, like Cap is in the position of like, what else can he do? Like, that's his best mm-hmm. friend, and these people are trying to kill him. Like, in you know, uh, Black Panther's trying to kill him. So yeah, I'm not gonna let you kill him. 
Like it's my right. best, my best friend in the whole world. And the only guy that's still alive from the, you know, the forties that I still yeah. have a connection to. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to let you kill him. And then, and then, uh, Iron Man's trying to kill him. Well, I'm not going to let you kill him either. Like, it's just, it's yeah. like, don't kill my friend. Like I got no problem with what cap does at all. Yeah. Iron Man, like there at the end, especially like it, like I've got a problem with what he does, like and the way they mm-hmm. wrote that, that he completely loses his mind. And uh especially after watching Iron Man three the other day, it was like Pepper falls to her death right in front of him and he doesn't lose it the way yeah. that he loses it in this one. So Yeah. That I had a problem with the way they wrote it. Uh, um it doesn't seem true to his character to just go off the deep end that bad. But anyway. Yeah. 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 And I, and I told him it was funny because most of the people I talked to were more, uh, Tony Stark was kind of the jerk in this thing. And Captain America was the doing the right thing. And he was pretty much the only person I'd heard from that didn't, but again, I don't think he understood. And maybe if he'd have watched winter soldier, he would have got a better understanding of, of definitely what, yeah what that relationship meant to steve rogers and and how much he went through to to sort of save it in that movie um but yeah i kind of explained to him like this is a dude from the 40s who when when he was a kid he was picked on a lot and bucky was the only guy that kind of stood up for him then they went to war together and you don't know what that does to people and what kind of bond that forms so your childhood friend goes to war with you and then you feel responsible for him dying mm-hmm. in the first place, only to find out he fell in the hands of Hydra and got turned into a, uh, you know, a Manchurian candidate sort of dude. And it, that's pretty much all your fault. Mm-hmm. So he feels responsible for him. And it's his only tie to a time where he's, he's lost it. And then I think it was more impactful because when uh, Peggy died, that was like, yeah, well, that all Bucky. Right. Yep. Yeah. Buck, Bucky's all I've got. Um, hey, but- here's a here's a quick movie idea sequel merging two two franchises. Manchurian Seven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> think about it. Don't like- say anything. Don't say anything. Just think. All right. Let's. Think. But, and by oh, the yeah. by the way, like last thought for <laughs> for uh, Civil War since we've already dedicated so much time to it, but big. Big props from me to Ed Brubaker, who wrote that run of Captain America that brought Bucky back, which Mm. is the only one of the only like two people in comics that have never come back from the dead. Like that was Marvel's number one rule is Bucky's dead, period, and stays dead. Like that's their one guy that they said Bucky stays dead. And, uh, Brubaker said he wants to bring him back, and and I think Kusada said, "Well, you got to convince me," and so he did. And like to me, that's probably the best character that they've uh, sort of invented, um, probably since Wolverine. To me, like I, I love that character, and 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 the design they did on him, and like the whole look and and everything. Like they made Bucky. Like it's amazing how cool they made Bucky, and how cool the Winter Soldier is, and and especially if you read that run of the comic. Um, everybody can, if you're a comic dork, definitely look it up if you haven't read it already, but, um, it's a great run. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I I like winter soldier quite a bit also. Um, so the only other thing I've kind of watched, um, really is we've kind of gotten into, it's not really a movie, but 
it's not that much longer as we've kind of gotten into the uh, Peaky Blinders uh, Netflix series. And they're about 45 to 50 minutes long an episode, and there's only six episodes in a season. The only reason I started watching is because I heard Tom Hardy was in the second season. So um, I'm a pretty big mark for him and thought, oh, that'd, that'd be kind of good. It's really good. Um, is that the dude, Peaky Blinders, Is it? does it star the dude that... Um... Is he the scarecrow in the mm-hmm. Nolan Batman films? Okay. He plays uh, the leader of the Peaky Blinders, which is actually, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, I didn't know this going in. It's a real group from the, like the 19, it's like the gangster mafia guys from the 19, late 19 teens, early 1920s. Um, I didn't even know it was a real group, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's solid. It's not, it's not a family affair. Um, <laughs> Uh, like Kid Curtain Cop Two, right, 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 or uh, Ridiculous Six, but it's uh, and it's really, really good. Well, uh, that that guy's uh, name's Killian Murphy, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he's great in it. Um, and uh, and Paul Anderson's in it too, and he's really good. He plays his brother. Um, and then Tom Hardy in the second season is is killing it. I'm not through the second season yet, but um, Tom Hardy's great in it. That's funny because uh, I thought that Killian Murphy's name was Peaky Blinders. <laughs> just that was just what I assumed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the that's the unintimidating name of the group of gangsters <laughs> that are from the small town that kind of uh, are trying to take over London. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, his, he plays uh, Thomas Shelby in the in the movie in the uh, the series. So. Recommend that. And I watched, uh, in Todd Sheen fashion, I watched about the first 45 minutes of Zoolander yesterday. So. Ah. The first one or the the new one? The first one. Um, Good choice. Yeah, man. And it it just, uh, gosh, you watch something like that from that era and you, it's kind of fun, but it also makes you sad at how (laughs) good Owen Wilson used to be. Yeah. Me My and, gosh, it was funny in that. Me, like everything he did. Mm-hmm. Me and you yeah. were on the Owen train from the very beginning. Like that when we both kind of was was Shanghai Noon kind of like where both of us like found him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then yeah, and then we realized um, it, Wes Anderson's first deal uh, was Bottle Rocket with with Owen, and that and then after it. that, it was, yeah, we were fully in. <laughs> Something changed in that dude, man, and you know. We can talk about Owen for a little bit, I guess. Like, we were like so, yeah, just in love with everything he did, and, and like his his comedy and and the way he acted, and everything was so different at the time. It's it's kind of like one of those things where it's you know, he kind of takes movies by storm a little bit because just because he's so different, and like his voice and the way you know everything he did, he he wasn't. You could probably tell he wasn't like the greatest actor the world's ever seen, but he just had an energy. And something that mm-hmm. made you like to watch him, and um, yeah, w- when something changed in that dude, man, something something happened in Owen, and he hasn't been the same since. I and, and it's hard to pinpoint like where it was, but he everything that made him who he is and so fun to watch, so it, you know, that flame went out. You know, it's not there anymore. You can tell like he had like a a passion for life basically inside mm-hmm. him that he was just excited about everything. And, you know, I, 
I don't know where or when he, but you know, you you heard the story about that he, he tried to kill himself, and that uh, was uh, that was right before. I mean, he had to pull out of Tropic Thunder because of that. I didn't know that. What what was he playing? He was supposed to play the McConaughey role. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was. He had to pull out because of that incident. I think they were in. They were either in pre-production or just started production. Uh, but he, yeah, he had to pull out, you know, for the for that obvious reason. And then McConaughey took that role. Yeah. Hmm. I think it happens to most comedic actors. Like you know, over the course of time, you can't. You <laughs> they just lose their energy. And, and like some of the verve they would put into performance and stuff like that. And, and they're not as crazy. And um, I think it happens to most. Uh, but with Owen, it just kind of happened all of a sudden and, and way too young. And it's just like, what's going on yeah. here, man? So, yeah, I have no idea what happened to the dude. But uh, it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, and his, his writing, like he stopped writing and, and his writing when he was Wes's partner, like those are the two movies or three movies that I love. You know, that's what I love from Wes is when Owen was his co-writer, the uh, bottle rocket Rushmore mm-hmm. uh, Ten and bombs. And yeah. And Tannenbaums, bombs a little bit. He was, he co-wrote to a little bit lesser degree. And then by the next one he was out. And, but those are by far my three favorite Wes films. Cause Owen just added, you know that that kind of childlike, you know, it's just just, uh, just such an innocence and and fun, mm-hmm. you know, spirit that he would kind of infuse into things. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked Life Aquatic, but it was uh, it was it was different. There was more, uh, maybe more serious, maybe more serious than you know than the the previous three. Um, I, so I would, yeah, I would tend to agree with that, uh, especially he just, uh, I mean, you could tell he probably wrote a lot of, uh, I would think he wrote some of, uh, Max's dialogue, uh, or a lot of that was, was Owen, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, there's not really been that kind of a character in a West movie since, I mean, that's a way, and I've said this before, that's a once in a lifetime character. I mean, I thought Schwartzman deserved a nomination for what he did in that movie. And because it was his first movie and because he was what, 18, 19, whatever, you know, he's not going to, he wasn't just, he just wasn't going to get it. And it's a shame because it's really, I mean, it's like, he's like, you know, it's like a, he's like Ferris Bueller in that same kind of character. Everybody knows him. Everybody likes him or everybody despises him, but everybody knows him. Mm -hmm. And that character is just very well written. I think that's a, a lot of that's probably due to Owen. Yeah, and and a, and a movie like Shanghai Noon that could have been mm-hmm. junk and super forgettable, and I've should all... have been, yeah, right. And I've... yeah, like if you just read what that movie's about, you're like, <laughs> this is gonna be, and then you see, oh, it's a it's a, a Chinese action star and a comedian who's done Wes Anderson movies so that are gonna do a western. Yeah, yeah, he lifted that movie so far off the page. And, and you could tell he put his heart and soul into it and like, you know, and, and, and it, like probably I'm sure improved jokes here and there and, and, and did tweaks to the script as he went. Cause it's so, you know, the comedy in that movie is so Owen, um, early Owen Wilson. And, what about Shanghai Nights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Not I think so we were much. too excited for that. One, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I really was because I love Shanghai yeah. so much, and it was like, yeah, it, it had no chance but to be a d- disappointment. Um, yeah, that um, I don't know if you remember that, um, and it's fresh on my mind. But that whole thing uh, where they they go to the male model awards, and the only two up for it are Derek Zoolander and and Hansel, and um. So they have those little video montages of them and, and Owen's sitting there with the shirtless with the wings on there and he's just kind of riffing. Do you all remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> and like all of that is and I looked it up to make sure all of that is, is Owen ad libbing. Like that was none of that was in the script. Wow. Um and that stuff is like that stuff is awesome. Yeah. Like it, there there was uh the part where he's talking about uh how much he respects Sting, and Sting is such an influence on his life. <laughs> and, like, and, and then he's like, "But uh, I've actually never heard a Sting song, but he's making music, and I respect that." <laughs> it's like that, that was man, that just like it cracked me up last night. That joke's twenty years old, and it's still funny. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that. I rewatch that. I it holds up. That. I will say. Yeah. If I hadn't had to go to the theater yesterday, I would have. Um, I would have finished it up and I probably will this morning, but, um, anyway. Okay. So there's, uh, there's my full disclosure. Do you guys want to go into your, the, the movie that you're probably the most embarrassed to say that you, you like? (laughs) Well, I think it's clear that, uh, maybe the, the, uh, recommendation that I'm most (laughs) ashamed of is (laughs) the ridiculous six. I'll have to think about if there are others that I enjoyed that are that I'm ashamed of. Well, I can I can tell you real quick while y'all are trying to think of of any. Um, one of them, I think one the first one I had that um, I think you hated Scott was, uh, and I mentioned this the other day when you said, "Did you come up with this idea from Ridiculous Six? Um, I absolutely. I didn't, I'm not going to say I absolutely loved. I really liked Gangster Squad, um, which is, I think it's a pretty bad movie in, in, <laughs> on the whole. Um, it, because uh, Sean Penn is pretty ridiculous in, in that movie as an over the top gangster villain. Oh, man. Um, yeah. With So is that the one with um... Brolin? Brolin, yeah. 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 That was a movie I wanted to like a lot that I wanted to yeah. really like because super high on Brolin coming off of uh, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so Sean Penn and there, yeah, there were a lot of reasons I wanted to like that movie and just didn't at all. Yeah. Um, I can see why. I, I, I liked it a lot. And I think I actually recommended that to you all. And I, and when I recommended it, I called it like, uh, gangster team or something like that or gangster city or something i was like i was like uh if you all want want to watch something good make sure you watch gangster city or something and um i think you scott sent back uh as long as it's not gangster squad that movie's trash or something like that and then it was like oh yeah that's the one i'm talking about have you seen it todd gangster squad i have not seen gangster six um gangster five (laughs) five um, I have not seen that, but now was, was, is that the one with Skeet Ulrich? I think so. Yeah. Seeing that too. Okay. I uh, haven't seen it since then, but yeah. Um, 
So my other one talking about the um, talking about the sappy movies, and you are right. I typically roll my eyes at them and and um, want to throw up while I'm watching them. But man, it doesn't get much sappier than the Notebook, and I've probably seen that movie seven or eight times and thoroughly enjoy it. So. If I had to pick one, maybe as as a guy who typically hates that kind of movie, but love that one. Yeah, really? I love The Notebook. Wow. Yeah. And that doesn't get much sappier than that. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Okay, so I, I have I have hope for about time now. This will be, yeah. be interesting. Cause... <laughs> and honestly, I can't tell you why that's different than any of the other ones because it's not like it's it's super original or or it's so well-written. or Like most of the Nicholas Sparks <laughs> stuff is mm-hmm. just garbage, but that one hit home. I don't know. And that's interesting because I didn't like The Notebook, whereas I normally like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh. yeah, if, if, rom- if romance is done well and, and the sappy stuff is done well, like, like that is a movie that I felt like I should like, you know, that's so, you know, this love story, but I think there were, there was something about it. I don't know. I I don't remember what it was, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but yeah, so Rachel McAdams was put on this earth to do movies like that. Right. I mean, that's her purpose for being. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a single man. So I can say at this point (laughs) that, uh, yeah, I'm, (laughs) I'm in love with Rachel McAdams, and if she, if she's if she's a fan of the show, you know if she heard the first episode because like I'm sure she's listening right now. Yeah, she was like, "Man, where can I find two and a half hours of Civil War talk?" And she st- so she she fell into <laughs> into the last episode, and so now she's hooked on us. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll marry you like right now. <laughs> um, just there to, it is, folks. Podcast history being uh, made. Yeah. Because because your characters in your movies are so cute. Like, you might be the worst person on Earth, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to give it a shot because, yeah. So Did, Have you watched Morning Glory, though? No, I don't think so. I, I haven't either. I just I just thought I'd ask that. So, yeah. It's, it's Sunday morning, so. We got... It's kind of... We've got six minutes, by the way, uh, gentlemen, for, for Todd before he's got okay. the scoot. But you all, um, you had brought up uh, Ghostbusters 2, and I uh, uh. wanted to talk about the, you kind of, or I guess it's not Ghostbusters 2, it's just the yeah, right. Ghost, Ghostbusters yeah. reboot. I'm not even sure what to call it at this point. But. It's Ghostbusters poo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the problem. Todd and I uh, talked about this on the phone the other day. We had both just seen the, the new trailer, the second trailer. Um, and I haven't seen it, so I'm going to let you all... I, I refuse to watch the trailers, and we'll refuse to watch the movie. Okay. Um, but I'm going to let you all wax yeah. on about it a little bit. So so the first one um, I watched, and Todd can speak to what he, how he felt about it, but the first one I watched, and I was like, eh, I just felt kind of meh about it. and like I, I, But I had some feelings of... <laughs> Uh oh, this could not be good. Like maybe I don't know, but I'm you know I'm not, I wasn't angry like the internet was in general. Um, as of right now, that's the most disliked video in the history of YouTube. Period. Wow. Yeah. Overall, it's got like it's got over a half a million dislikes. Um, 
Yeah, so of all their videos of all time, that's the most disliked. And, um, but I didn't, I didn't hate, I like it. The anger didn't come out until I watched the second one. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, it made me a little bit angry. Um, but, and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why, but Ty, go ahead and you, you tell how you felt about it. Okay. So, so we, you know, the, the rumblings, however many years ago, year and a half, two years or whatever it was where they're talking about, you know, all female cast and everything like that. And, and I have nothing against females. I know a lot of them and I think they're really cool. <laughs> you pro- um, you produced one even. Live with two of them. I think she's the cat's pajamas, but there's just certain things that you don't do and you don't crap where you eat mm-hmm. um, is one of them. And that's probably not related to this, but anyway, <laughs> um, or maybe it is, I don't know. Here's, here's what, here's what I, here's what I like in finding out about them actually going forward with the movie idea. It's like when you're in the car and you're on either you're on vacation, you're headed towards vacation or whatever you're out, you're in strange, you're in a strange territory and you've got an idea of what would be that great stop for a meal. Um, and then somebody else interjects and says, Hey, well, why don't we go here? Why don't we go over to this house of pancakes over here or something like that? And you just got a really bad feeling about it. Right. You're like, mm, I, I, if it was international house of pancakes. Okay. But this is uh, Bertram's house of pancakes. We're in South Carolina. I don't know. I don't know this guy. I don't know this restaurant. So you get that bad feeling from the get go and you know, it's just, there's nothing good that can come out of it. Okay. That's Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 is Bertram's international <laughs> house of pancakes in South Carolina. <laughs> exactly. It's the unknown, yet <laughs> it is the known. We know. It's we know. Us. So the, the, the diff- fanboys that are going nuts, yeah. they know. The difference know. for me, uh, what, what kind of turned the corner for me and, and made me full on super negative about it was. The first one was like, <clears throat> you had some bad feelings about the humor. That's what I, or I did. I had some bad feelings about the humor and like what the, you know, and that they were maybe taking an easy route with Leslie Jones, uh, you know, and, and doing a little stereotypical and some things like that. Um, but this one, it became clear to me just how much of a reboot it was and how unoriginal they're, they're, they made the story. And, and then it's like, pretty much completely erasing the original Ghostbusters and, and, you know, and like here it is all over again, we're rebooting it with females and like, you know, note for note, making the same story basically. And they, and they tried to like make some little changes to where, Oh, it's different, but no, it's not like it became clear in the second trailer that, um, Hemsworth is Annie Potts's character. Uh, mixed with um you know he he's the receptionist like Annie Potts and he gets uh possessed like um Sigourney Weaver and mm-hmm. and uh it looks like there's even a stay puffed man except it looks like they did it with um the Ghostbusters logo instead of a marshmallow man like that's not right. a change man that's not different yeah. you know yeah you you didn't change the story 
just because you made him right. look different or, or what the device was like. And th- there were things all through that second trailer where it was like, we just remade the movie. And then, and yeah. we did some really lazy. We're doing a different movie here, though. Yeah. This is a different movie. We're not doing. This isn't 1980 Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. This is a different movie. No, it's not a different movie. No, and we did some really hey. lazy changes. It would have been to me so much better, and I would have been so much more on board if this were a continuation of the story. M- make Bill and or or just you know you can't say you can't get Bill. Just make Ray out there somewhere. Yeah, and Winston. I mean, Winston would have done it. Yeah, absolutely, Ernie Hudson would have done it. So, like Ray and, and Ernie are out there; they're retired. Uh, paranormal activity gets cranked up, but uh, you know they need somebody, and like, and these these girls and these professors are like, you know, they go search them out and find them, and and, and so it's a continuation of the story that would have been so much better. And I just don't get this, and now I'm a little bit angry about it. Not like the internet boys, but uh, <laughs> it does annoy me, and I probably won't watch it at all. Uh, definitely not in a theater. Well, I mean, you, you, and here, what, what we get, you know, it's a typical Hollywood machine where they, okay, this, this is a, this is 1984 Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, we're, we're doing ours, but you know what? We're going to have four women instead of four men. And then the female receptionist is going to be a man. <laughs> and then we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're just going to juxtapose everything because that is creative. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to uh, we're going to lift special moments from the 1984 film that probably most people won't remember, and so we can just go ahead and copy them. And then we're going to redo them in a, in in that type of way in our new movie because the people love the old lines. It's just they don't you know they don't want anything original. They just want to hear the same thing over again. But we don't want to admit that we're doing the same thing, which is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a little insulting and and frustrating how lazy Hollywood can be, and it infuriates me even more that it works most of the time. Yeah, like this thing will it, it may not open up huge Civil War numbers, but it'll do good. Uh, I'm I'm curious, Alan. I am because I felt exactly the same. I, I felt exactly the same way you did that it, it'll it'll make money. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to wonder, like, if it's as bad as I think it might be, like, but it's probably not. Like, probably the jokes maybe are better than I'm giving it. I mean, because those are some funny ladies that they put in this thing. Yeah. So surely the humor, like, that's that's everything. Like, if the humor doesn't work, this could be, like, an epic failure of all time. If the humor, if the comedy is right. funny, then, yeah, it'll probably be okay. So that that's that's kind of what I'm interested to see is, like, what happens after that first weekend. Yeah. Is it, does it turn out to be like the water boy <laughs> or does, does it turn out to be like Ishtar? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy's just a, I mean, she's a dynamo and she mm. is on a roll right now. So, I mean, the, the last couple she's done, like, that was it spy i think that like is sitting at 90 some percent on rotten tomatoes and i mean yeah kind of in a i can't do any wrong mm-hmm. phase right, right. now it, it, i almost wonder if that'll help plus the big name and and um i don't know i, I just 
I, I, I honestly, if it if it sucks, I hope people don't go see it. That's <laughs> the only way to get this crap to stop. But uh, you, Point Break, thank God, just completely crashed <laughs> and burned. There's just stuff that just doesn't yeah. need to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just lazy and and it's and it's pandering and it and um it's insulting and 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 we need it to stop. And yet we we sit with uh 500 and plus uh cannonball dvds sitting in your kitchen <laughs> with an original idea and and a script and and that's just stuff just pisses me off man <laughs> i haven't even seen any of the trailers maybe maybe in another maybe in another 10 years we can sell the idea of them to rip off our movie there you go yeah and do an all-female maybe. cast of it yeah yeah Uh-oh. that's what everybody wants to see so todd you probably need to go right I, yeah, I got to leave here in a few minutes. So. Uh, okay, so can I throw out a couple uh, fast facts? <laughs> yes, um, let's do it. Marvel movies, uh, $10 billion um, and, ca- and counting. Uh, Disney bought them for four. I think that was a pretty good purchase, don't you? <laughs> Working out pretty well. <laughs> I mean, that might be one of the greatest business moves of all time, don't you think? I mean... That guy and for everybody because they're putting out good stuff now. Yeah. Like Marvel was dead, mm-hmm. and the, the yeah, they were stuff was dead. right. And even even and the book side had been struggling forever. Uh, you know, uh, credit to like Cusada and some people who had built that side back up and at least kept them from going out into bankruptcy. But selling Spider Man and some of those others had had or the, was the only thing that kept them from going under completely. And now that's you know a, just a mega. You know, it's a, mm. it's a monolith. So buying them and buying Lucasfilm and wasn't there one other big Pixar, those yeah. three oh, pieces yeah. combined with Disney, like those were the four probably biggest properties in entertainment or, or Mar- Marvel had the potential of being that. And you bought them all like all around <laughs> the same time. And, yeah. and, and I read an article that said it only, like buying Marvel at $4 billion was that it was like, um, what did it say that, that it was like less than 6% of the money they had on hand, just laying around. Wow. Like it wasn't even that big of a, you know, it was 6%. It wasn't even a risk, man. And, uh, so the, yeah, that's amazing. Um, Disney, Disney owns all the good stuff. The only thing they're missing, they don't have Terminator. And they don't have kindergarten cop franchises. <laughs> they had those two. They're working on it. I've heard it's the room. Wait. Um, and then I, I looked up while we were talking. I looked up Owen Wilson, and apparently, uh, just for the kids, stay off drugs, kids, because uh, that's apparently what what got Owen. Um, reading some things that said people always knew he he kind of had a side, like a, a depression side, was down in there somewhere. Um, and, and could be real serious at times. It said after, after the, uh, first, after, um, bottle rocket came out and didn't do so great. And, you know, when it first came out in the, in the box office and everything that he, he got pretty down and, and stuff, but what he could always bounce back from that stuff, but then got in, into drugs. And so kind of like his ability to bounce back from some of those dark periods didn't happen. And then relationship with Kate Hudson. And then after that, it was kind of like, 
Yeah. He hasn't been the same since, basically. is is just a little wrap-up of, of what I'm seeing here. Uh, some pretty serious well, stuff, if anybody wants to look it up on, on people. They've got a pretty in-depth story about And uh, it's sad times, man. It makes me sad reading it. Yeah. Well, you, me, and Dupree, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. I mean, that would... Mm. And that, that really... I mean, you had, you had Owen and Matt Dillon. I mean, those are... And Matt Dillon's funny. He's a really funny guy. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, dentures and something about Mary. He actually is a funny, he, he, funny actor. Uh, he's always been a, he's always been a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. But he really does have chops. So it's, that, that was just an epic, that was an epic fail. I mean, it was just one of those, it's like, you could see from the trailer, oh, mm-hmm. you, me, and Dupree. I mean that—that's your title. That's your title. <laughs> you're you're going with this. Yeah. Okay. But I'm looking forward. To, I've got uh I've got some segment ideas for the pod in the future, boys, and I'm looking forward to. We don't have time for them today, but uh. Look, Man, I'm telling you, we're gonna have to either uh we're gonna have to either rein in full disclosure a little bit, or <laughs> like that needs to be like every fourth episode is a full disclosure episode because yeah. that lasted pretty much the whole time. <laughs> It was fun. I, I think it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but. I think it was perfect today. We didn't we didn't have a ton to talk about otherwise. So yeah, yeah. I was expecting ten to fifteen minutes, and and we spent the better part of forty five on it. But that's I liked it. So I think maybe with full declo- full disclosure, maybe you all should do the full disclosure, and then my little tiny part of the segment should be Todd's bad movie pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> We could do that too, because uh, honestly, your full disclosures, because you'll have you'll easily have the most diverse group of movies <laughs> that you're bringing to the table, which is sad. It truly it's is fun sad. and oh. fun for us. Oh, and everybody, yeah. uh, everybody, if you haven't check out the new website, and we're we've got big things coming. Keep an eye out. Yep. lots of things. What's coming the address out. on that? That would be walksoftlyfilms.com. There you go. It's easy enough. New server, new energy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, are we uh, ready to wrap this thing up? I am. I Tyler, am, but I am, but you know what? I never truly am. Oh well, I just, just for the day. Say goodbye. I hate to say goodbye. Todd, you send those uh, liberal arts kids out on a good note today, man. I, I can only hope that they take some of the wisdom that I've tried to you know, pound into them individually over the past year, pulling them aside into dark corners and really talking to them. I don't, I don't know about what I'm hearing right now, pulling time. people into dark corners and keep, keep everything except the dark corners. And that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Todd, for those that don't know, Todd's working the commencement today at, uh, at the Harvard of the South East center college. There you so, go. And, um, uh, I have to apologize that I won't be able to see the quilt maker, but anybody out there that probably won't catch this before three o'clock, go see the quilt. <laughs> yeah, we close today at three. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you came, thanks. If not, hey, you're lost. You're lost, people. You get you didn't get to see me with a real mustache. Um, so uh, yeah, there it is. The website walksoftlyfilms.com. The podcast uh, is talk hard. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, we're going to keep rolling these things out. Hope you all enjoy them. So if everybody's wrapped up, uh, then for Todd Sheen and Scott Stafford, this is Alan Martin. 
reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.